Welcome to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I'm Jason Kong, and I have the pleasure, as always, of being here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Good morning, Jason. Hope you are. I'm fantastic, good. Bill. You know, yeah. it's April. Springtime is here. Feels good. It does feel good. March Madness is behind us. Well, yeah, that's that's the truth, you know. Uh, and, and actually, everyone in this area has something to be proud of as it relates to, to March Madness. Uh, you know, uh, Duke and Carolina, clearly the men's programs uh, were absolutely fantastic. I think the best basketball game I watched all season was the semifinals between Duke and Carolina. Uh, and regardless of who you were rooting for, it was the best college game I think that was ever played. It, it was unbelievable. And it was a disappointment that Carolina didn't win the national championship. But, uh, you know, it that, again, was a terrific game. And, and we have lots to be proud of. And even NC State, the women's program, uh, you know, fantastic. Uh, it, you know, all three schools uh, have a great deal uh, to be proud of. And, and uh, those athletes, uh, you know, people don't realize how difficult it is to actually be a student athlete at that level. Um, it is, um, I mean, if you think about it, as hard as an athlete has to work out, it takes a lot out of you, and then you got to study, and you got to get to class, and you got to do everything that all the other students have to do <laughs> in order to succeed. And and so I would just do a shout out to every one of those athletes, and and to the fact that they have, while they may have had a disappointment at the end, uh, that they have an awful lot to look back on, to be proud of, and. To recognize that uh, that uh, they have achieved far far more th than uh, almost all of of the folks that they competed against, and that you know that's life lessons. You know uh, we don't always uh, win; <laughs> things do go wrong uh, at times. But the but the whole point is to learn to pick yourself up and get back. Uh, in the game and to, and to do the best you can. So anyway, we have an awful lot to be proud of. But March Madness is over, and guess what? Now it's spring. Uh, and so we can enjoy uh, April flowers, if you will, a little warmer weather. And and uh, I, I know if you're like me, you're, you're planning uh, on a trip sooner than later. You know, it's all, it, it's, uh, uh, it, 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 we have been pin up for so long. I know that uh, all of us are ready to get out uh, and go to the beach or take a nice vacation or, or do uh, get get back to something more akin to normal. <laughs> so that that's that's a good thing. Well, uh, you know, uh, next Wednesday is the second Wednesday of the month. It's our webinar. And, uh, you know, so the first thing I would want to do is to invite uh, folks uh, to join me 
uh, in our webinars uh, next Wednesday uh, in the morning. We have our, our monthly webinar on long-term care, uh, government assistance, where I will teach as much as I possibly can in an hour and a half to two hours on Medicaid and special assistance, Medicare, uh, veterans benefits, and other ways that folks can be helped uh, when uh, you're uh, trying to care for a loved one uh, because, you know, a lot of folks don't realize it, but your health insurance doesn't pay for long-term care, and it's extraordinarily expensive. So if there are ways that you can get some assistance, you need to know about them. That's what this webinar is all about. And surprisingly, you know, we, I talk about the big lies relating to Medicaid because most of the things that people believe about Medicaid are not true. And that is why people who uh, are either caring for a loved one or seeing a loved one going downhill and anticipate their needing care you really need to attend this webinar to learn what's what's going on and to have accurate information. The thing that's so disappointing is that there's so much bad information, so many bad assumptions when it comes to whether or not a family can get financial assistance. And what surprises more folks than not is that most middle-class families can, in fact, get financial assistance and protect your property in doing it. But there's also a group that can't get help for one reason or another. And knowing, you know, knowing enough to whether you're in a group that can get some assistance or not, it's, and it's not, it's what folks think about is you have to be poor to get Medicaid. And that's if you need nursing care, that is just so off target. It is not true at all. And that's why people need to know uh, what they can do, what works, what doesn't work. And, of course, North Carolina rules are different from the Medicaid rules in every other state. Even though it's based on the same federal rules, uh, every state's a little different. Some things work in North Carolina that don't work in other states and vice versa. So, like I said, if you live in North Carolina, this the webinar that I do will teach you about what works in North Carolina. And that's why it is so, so important. And then, you know, I, I don't want to, to short it any. That afternoon, I do a different webinar on assets protection and how trusts can be used to help families uh, protect their assets. You know, not everybody needs assistance with, uh, uh, with long-term care issues, but everybody uh, should uh, want to protect as much of their property as they possibly can. Well, there's a lot of misconceptions, just like there, there, there uh, are with Medicaid. There are a lot of misconceptions when it relates to asset protection, what works, what you need, what you don't need, those kind of things. Well, again, it, it gives me a lot of pleasure to talk for a couple hours on, on uh, what works and what doesn't work uh, in terms of asset protection. 
So anyway, I hope folks will join me uh, Wednesday morning and or Wednesday afternoon uh, next week um, because I, I've actually never had anybody complain about, you know, I wish you didn't come, have come to that. <laughs> so we do the best we can. But it, it is important information that everybody needs. They certainly do. And as you alluded to, it's hard to get that good quality information related to paying for long-term care expenses. If this is something that would benefit you, sign up and register. It's free to do so. All you have to do is go to WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. That's Bill's website. From there, you can click on the seminars button and register for the sessions happening this Wednesday, April 13th. Again, the morning session deals with long-term care assistance, and the afternoon session deals with asset protection and trust planning. It's a webinar, so you can enjoy it from the comfort of your own home. All you need is a device with an internet connection and an email address, and you are good to go. Sign up now so you don't have to wait until May. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the Seminars button, or if you want to call the office, you can do that as well. The phone number is 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000, or online at WGALaw.com. A quick break and back with more. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. listening to asset protection today with attorney bill alexander find him online at wgalaw.com wgalaw.com is also where you can go if you want to register and attend bill's free webinars it's happening this wednesday april 13th if you would benefit from some free educational material related to long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning this is a wonderful opportunity for you go to wgalaw.com and click on the seminars button at the top of the page jason kong here with bill alexander and bill that morning session deals uh, a lot with medicaid and as we've said so often there's just a whole lot of big lies and myths that seem to be perpetuated when it comes to Medicaid. Uh, no question about it. Uh, you know, the, the, of course, the, the, the biggest lie when it comes to Medicaid and getting financial assistance for long-term care uh, is the fact, uh, or is it, it's the lie that you must be poor to receive assistance. And, and the fact is, that if you need nursing care, uh, Medicaid has lots of ways to help us uh, get you uh, eligible for Medicaid and protect your assets, your home, your farm, other real estate, your money, your retirement accounts. There are lots and lots of ways to, uh, to get Medicaid eligibility. Um, uh, and so the biggest lie is you have to be poor. You know, an, another one that's clearly a misconception is that if you 
apply and go on Medicaid that the state will take your home away at your death. That's called Medicaid estate recovery. And there is such a thing as Medicaid estate recovery. But the fact is, is that if you have professional assistance or really good luck, one or the two, that um, the that your home and farm and other property and money can uh, can be protected from a state recovery. Uh, the actually the a state recovery uh, is very generous in terms of how it works, but you have to know how it works to avoid it, and that's uh, where an elder law attorney can assist. And uh, very very importantly. You have to do the planning before death. You know, the worst-case scenario for an attorney is when a family comes to see you after their family member has been on Medicaid, and then they die, and then they get a Medicaid estate recovery letter from the state about the home or other property that they might have. Um, And it's like, well, can we avoid it? And for almost every family, it's too late to avoid estate recovery after somebody dies. Now, there are some rare exceptions, so it's still okay to ask the questions, but it it really can be very difficult when it comes to that. So that's the second big lie. And then the third big lie, if you get there, and I'll stop at three because people like threes, but the the third big lie... um, has to has to do with if you make gifts to your children or grandchildren that you have to wait five years before uh, you can be eligible for Medicaid. Now, there is a five-year look back. So in almost every lie, there's a half-truth and a half-lie in there. So yes, there is a five-year look back, and DSS does look at your resources for five years to see if you've made gifts to your children and grandchildren. And guess what? If you have, there's a sanction or penalty. Now, the penalty isn't necessarily for five years. It can be far less than five years, or it can be far more than five years. It's just that five years is a look-back period to see how much you've gifted away. And so... um, But the bottom line is is that you can undo a sanction with what's called a gift back. And quite frankly, in almost every case we do, we find that there are at least some gift backs that need to be cured as part of what we do in terms of helping our clients uh, get eligible for Medicaid very quickly. And so those are very, very important concepts. And of course, For those uh, who go to an attorney who say, oh, the only thing you can do is give everything away or put it into an irrevocable trust and wait five years before you apply for Medicaid, well, that is an option, but it's generally not the best option. And for those folks who are told that, it's unfortunate that the advisor only knows of, of of one potential tool in the toolbox when there are many, many tools. In fact, that's not my favorite tool. Uh, and so it, it, it becomes um, uh, interesting uh, as it relates to that. So those are the three big lies, if you will. But I have to tell you that there are occasions where there's 
virtually nothing you can do. In other words, I, I had a case just recently where I, my my hands were tied. It was like, I can't help you. I, I, you know, you're doing the right thing. Everything you're doing is right. But, you know, in terms of being able to get the kind of help you're seeking, it's not there. Now, what type of case could that be? <laughs> it's pretty rare when I can't help folks, truthfully. But here we go. We had uh, a senior, a lady, uh, who her son was, and she had two children, daughter and son, uh, who needed assistance. Uh, she had dementia, and she had some documents that were prepared by an attorney um, locally. And, uh, of course, the attorney had retired and those kind of things. But uh, the bottom line was that she, this lady was too far gone uh, on the mental scale to um, execute new documents. So we were stuck with the power of attorney that she had. Now, in terms of property, she had a home, uh, or I should say she has a home, uh, and she had an $80,000 uh, retirement account. Now, truthfully, this um, the lady had some issues. Now, she was single, uh, divorced many years, uh, and somewhat paranoid. In other words, the, it was not a new thing uh, as it relates uh, with her dementia. But the bottom line is she didn't even trust her children. And the power of attorney that was signed, uh, giving her son permission to do things for her, were, was maybe the worst power of attorney I think I have ever reviewed. Even though it was prepared by an attorney, it was clearly an attorney who didn't do this kind of work and had no clue as to uh, what was needed in a power of attorney. And in fact, this power of attorney uh, had no gifting authority in it at all, uh, which could have been used to protect the property. It did allow, as I mean, every power of attorney I've ever seen would allow you to sell a vehicle or sell the home, that sort of thing. It gave no ability to deal with, she had an IRA of $80,000. Uh, uh, but the bottom line is, is that the power of attorney just didn't give adequate authority for the son to do anything except pay her bills and sell her home uh, and hopefully not run out of money before she dies. And, you know, uh, now she has a very, very nice home. It probably will net out more than $300,000, which hopefully will take care of her. And, then, and of course, the best case for her is to use her retirement account first because she'll have a huge medical deduction, which would offset taxes from the IRA. So the bottom line is... Um, that uh, that the fact that she was paranoid and had dementia and couldn't sign new documents and had not gone to an elder law attorney uh, beforehand, so her you know the what could be done? 
Well, basically, I know we have to take a break. So when we come back, I'll tell you what we could and couldn't do. Well, it's it's an interesting story, and it's also a little bit scary considering uh, the things that we've heard that have gone wrong so far. So uh, step one, make sure you have the right documents. Uh, make sure you've had them reviewed to make sure that they can accomplish what you want. If you haven't seen an elder law attorney, now's a wonderful time to do it. Don't be stuck in a scenario like this where you wish you had other documents than the documents that you may currently have. Schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. Go to WGA Law. Dot com And you can do that. You can schedule an appointment to speak with Bill there. You can also learn about Bill's free webinars happening this Wednesday, April 13th. Again, we've, we've heard that Medicaid can be a very, very confusing field and it's hard to navigate these waters. There's so much misinformation and lies out there. Get a source that is valued and understands and is trustworthy schedule an appointment to speak with bill or attend his free webinars go to wgalaw.com and click on the seminars button the morning session is where you can learn more about long-term care assistance the afternoon session deals with asset protection and trust planning again these are free to attend they're highly educational and as if, if you've listened to this program for any amount of time you'll know that bill has a way of under of explaining some concepts that can be pretty challenging to understand in a way that we all can understand which is wonderful and it's a, a great opportunity for you again happening this wednesday april 13th go to wgalaw.com and click on that seminars button at the top of the page to learn more a quick break and we'll be right back you're listening to asset protection today with attorney bill alexander and we will be right back Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Learn more about him at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. That's also where you can go to register for Bill's free webinars happening this Wednesday, April 13th. A wonderful opportunity for you to learn more about long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning. Bill does these webinars the second Wednesday of every month. So now is a wonderful opportunity for you to learn more about those subjects. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the seminars button at the top of the page. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we were in the middle of a story here. I'll try and do a quick reset. But you had a client who was looking to uh, get some assistance when it comes to long-term care. This is a senior who is dealing with some dementia issues. And she had a power of attorney that uh, wasn't quite up to snuff for what the family was hoping to accomplish. Well, it was very, very limited power of attorney, and that that was uh, the the real problem. If you get down to it, lady only had two assets: an eighty thousand dollar retirement account and a nice home. That was it. She had nothing else, and the power of attorney uh, didn't give us enough authority to to uh, do anything to. to speak of. Now, the son was doing everything right. He had placed his mother in a group home. In a, in a, now, you have to understand, group homes are generally uh, uh, 
like residences that can take, you know, three, four, five, six people maximum. And typically you have one-on-one or one-on-two care. So the care level in a group home is typically very good. However, it's also very expensive and they don't take government assistance. It's an assisted living level of care, not nursing care. And that's where most dementia patients are at the assisted living level, unfortunately. Uh, And as a result, um, in fact, her income each month was about $2,000, which is more. In other words, there's an income cap for assisted living. A lot of folks don't realize that. Um, And so she couldn't get government assistance at that level anyway. But the fact is, is that uh, she had been placed in a group home and the monthly cost was $10,000 a month. Well, that's as much or more than many nursing homes. So obviously her son was trying to take good care of her. And she was very difficult, obviously, uh, and um, he, he couldn't change her documents after she was uh, demented, if you will. So, in essence, he, and, and to top it off, uh, even though she's very sick, she clearly has a life expectancy of a year, maybe more, Uh, probably not much longer than that. But guess what? Her retirement account money will run out in about, what, six months. And so she does have a life expectancy longer than that. So the son's only option, and I hate this for the family, is to sell the house and then to use the money. And because it it would only be... um, a surprise if she had something go wrong and needed to go to nursing care where she could get government assistance. But the fact is, is that you can't assume that. And with selling a house, you even though you can sell a house pretty quick these days, uh, you have to be prepared to pay the bills. I mean, you have to have cash on hand to pay the bills. So, uh, you know, in essence, uh, what the son uh, is pretty much required to do at this point is to sell the house now or, you know, as soon as it can be ready to sell, which may take a month or two, and he has enough money on the other side to make that happen. But it's a real shame when I can't at least save the home or the farm because the parent was too paranoid uh, to give a trusting child um uh, enough authority to actually deal with it, and and part of it, and and part of it, is the fact that uh, the that the parent did not go to an elder law attorney, the, and that's a huge issue out there. And I hope that this story gets people to realize that uh, most documents prepared by regular attorneys, if you will, general practitioners, estate planners. But if they're not an elder law attorney who is focused on how to get a senior assistance when when uh, they run into trouble in their older age, and of course, it's also true for younger folks who are disabled and have issues as well. You know, the elder law attorneys are the ones who actually can help those folks as well. But the fact is, you got to have the right documents, and 
while most attorneys will do just fine with health care documents, uh, when it comes to the general durable power of attorney and also for married couples, the last will and testament is a huge document that can protect property as well. Um, there are options out there for folks uh, where you can protect your property if the attorney knows uh, about how these programs work and how you can protect your property and get the assistance that you need. That's what it's all about. But this was the sad case where the son was doing everything right, but the house must be sold to make sure that there are resources and of course, um, if his mother uh, dies within the next year or two, then he will never run out of money. And then whatever's left uh, after funerals are, are paid for, then he and his sister will split uh, based on her uh, current will. They'll split whatever's left if there is anything left. Worst case is be, would be where she lived long enough to where she ran, runs out of money, and then she becomes a burden on her children because there's no financial assistance and you have to pay the bills. So that uh, not, I, I don't think any of us really want to be a burden on our children, uh, but sometimes long-term care issues result in that because of bad planning. And that's what we want to avoid, bad planning or no planning at all. Get a hold of Bill if you haven't spoken with an elder law attorney before. You can go to WGALaw.com and schedule an appointment with him that way. Or if you want to learn more and get ahead and learn more about the concepts of long-term care and assistance that may be available to you. We just heard that uh, this group home costs $10,000 a month. That is astronomical. And uh, you know you, you don't want to <laughs> be dealing with that without assistance if you can get assistance. So learn more about that. Schedule an appointment to speak with Bill or attend the free webinars happening this Wednesday, April 13th. The morning session is the one that focuses on long-term care assistance if you're interested in learning more about that. If you want to learn more about asset protection and trust planning, that's the afternoon session happening on Wednesday, April 13th. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the seminars button. You can register there for free and attend for free. This is all purely educational. It's a wonderful opportunity for you to learn more from Bill. This happens the second Wednesday of every month. The next session is happening this Wednesday, April 13th. So if you miss this one, you're going to have to wait until May. Go to WGALaw.com and click on that seminars button at the top of the page. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be back after this. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. You can learn more about him by going to WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. That's also where you can go if you want to register for Bill's free webinars. Those are happening this Wednesday, April 13th. A wonderful opportunity for you to learn more about long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning. It's free to register and free to attend. Go to WGALaw.com. 
com and click on the seminars button at the top of the page to learn more. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander and Bill. We've uh, touched on a number of topics this morning. We went through uh, some myths and lies with regards to Medicaid. We went through a story uh, that deals with family dynamics and those can, those can be pretty challenging. No question about it. And in, in, in fact, um, Folks need to recognize that um, taking care, uh, helping, assisting, taking care of a loved one uh, can be a very, very difficult experience. And if the senior is less than cooperative, it it can be horrible, <laughs> you, you know. Now you have to understand that all of us want to maintain ourselves. We want to stay independent. We want to stay in control, and the, the uh, going in the other direction where we invite our children or another trusted person uh, to help us with our inadequacies, if you will, um, is challenging for both sides. It's challenging for the senior because we don't want to give it up. We, we want to uh, think that we still are capable of staying independent, uh, capable of, of staying in control of our income and our resources, um, and to a great degree to, to keep our, our children out of our affairs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, particularly our money. Uh, and quite frankly, some children need to be take, kept out of our money because there are some who are greedy and would take everything we have if they had the opportunity. So fortunately, most of us don't have children like that, but we have to recognize that that, that can be a, a problem in some families. But the fact is that Helping and assisting a senior can be very, very difficult. And if the senior is not cooperative at all, then it's doubly difficult. Um, and so, and some folks are just hard to love, if you will. <laughs> you know, um, and it's and when they are when they're personality driven, it makes them hard to love. It makes them even harder to take care of. You know, because quite frankly, and sometimes it's a dementia issue, uh, but there, there are a lot of issues that are personality driven. Uh, the, the folks, uh, there are uh, now, sometimes we can uh, clearly blame it on dementia because oftentimes dementia does push people into a surprising direction. Uh, you know, typically it exacerbates uh, a direction so that uh, in a good case, a person uh, becomes uh, compliant, sweet, uh, you know, just wonderful. But on the other side of that coin, it can push people to be the absolute worst, uh, you know, combative, uh, uh, annoying, just unhappy about everything and everybody, uh, and uh, can be violent, can be physically and mentally abusive. 
Uh, and th- those folks are almost impossible to take care of. And quite frankly, uh, to find a facility that will take them is virtually impossible. No one wants to take care of a person who is combative and violent. Uh, and it, and uh, it, th- that uh, can make it extremely difficult. There, there are a few mental institutions, if you will, that will take care of folks like that. But if you're not on Medicaid, uh, the cost is astronomical, far more than a regular facility. And regular facilities are outrageously expensive. So, uh, and, and guess what? We can't control the personality of our loved one. I mean, we can't control the personality of our children either. You know, it works both ways. <laughs> but, but the fact is, is it can be that much more difficult. I have another client that sort of falls into that, even though she is not combative or violent. But I have another client with a mother, a single lady, uh, widow this time, not divorced, uh, but been a widow for many, many years, lives in, I I don't want to say independently, but lives alone uh, in her home. Uh, pretty much out in the country, no no neighbors to speak of, uh, to look in on her or those kinds of things. But guess what? She's up there in age, has some dementia, which is problematic, can't drive anymore, um, risk of falling, uh, has some other issues, but she's also a, a chain smoker. She's a hoarder. So um, now, again, this lady has two children as well, a daughter and a son. Uh, They, you know, should this lady be living independently at home? Not really. Uh, And so she's in that gray area. um, And some families can cure that to some limited degree with with security cameras in the home set up to where, you know, you can monitor, you know, you point the cameras in instead of out to make sure that she's not, uh, that your loved one's not on the floor, you know, and still pittering around and this sort of thing. But this is also a dangerous time for them, but this lady refuses to leave her home. you know, could, I mean, and actually, and this sounds weird, but because her dementia is not too progressed, she, this woman probably could um, thrive in an independent living community at a lower, much lower cost than assisted living. Uh, now, she might need some assistance in independent living where somebody comes by and helps her with her medication to make sure those are t- talk, you know, those kind of things. But one of the secrets that people don't realize is that there are some independent living communities that give you most of what an assisted living community gives you at a lower cost, and you can add on care uh, in a community like that for much less money uh, for that care than what you would have to pay if somebody actually came to your home. 
the difference is this. Home care agencies tend to have a three- or four-hour minimum. So even if you only need somebody to drop by the house to give you your medication, you get charged for that three or four hours uh, and the like. And a lot of folks can thrive with a little bit of help in the morning and a little bit of help in the evening. Uh, and they don't need somebody there all day. They don't need somebody there 24-7. And, of course, an independent living community can give you a uh, safe environment uh, 24-7. That's one of the things that uh, is uh, – and I can say this with experience because my brother – uh, thrived at Independence Village of Old Raleigh, uh, and he loved it. And my brother did have short-term memory issues. He had traumatic brain injury, dementia. He also had uh, lots of mobility issues as well. And he loved independent living, and, it, and quite frankly, uh, he was well cared for there uh and it was very affordable so yes i am an advocate for uh folks uh to try independent living because oftentimes they wait until they're too far gone to go to independent living and guess what then they have to go to assisted living at a much higher cost and there are an awful lot of folks that cannot get financial assistance at the assisted living level. Uh, That's another reason to come to the webinar to figure that out. That's why you do want to make sure that you've got some assistance when it comes to knowing what to do. Schedule an appointment to speak with Bill by going to WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. That's also where you can go if you want to learn more from Bill and attend one of his webinars. The morning session deals with long-term care assistance. This deals with Medicaid, VA benefits. It's a wonderful opportunity for you. The afternoon session deals with asset protection and trust planning. Learn more by going to wgalaw.com and clicking on the seminars button at the top of the page. It's free to register and free to attend. It's in the form of a webinar currently. All you need is a device with an internet connection and an email address, and you're good to go. wgalaw.com is the place to go if you want to call the office That phone number is 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. Listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. WGALaw.com is where you can go to learn more about Bill. That's also where you can go to register for Bill's free webinars happening this Wednesday, April 13th. Just click on the seminars button at the top of WGALaw.com. Bill has two webinars that are happening this Wednesday. The morning session deals with long term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits assistance that may be available for you if you are dealing with a long-term care crisis. The afternoon session deals with asset protection 
and trust planning. If you want to learn more about these concepts from Bill, be sure to go to WGALaw.com and click on that seminars button at the top of the page. These are free to attend, free to register, highly educational opportunities for you to learn about some pretty complex and uh, subjects that have a lot of misinformation out there. So go to WGALaw.com, click on that seminars button at the top of the page, or if you want to call the office, That phone number is 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. Thank you so much for listening today. We are just about out of time. Again, WGALaw.com is where you can go to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill or to register for the free webinars happening this Wednesday, April 13th. On behalf of Bill Alexander, I'm Jason Kong, thanking you for listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful day.